found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It is a Monday. It is the 13th day of March. And we're ready for yet another week. Good morning, Matthew. Show of hands. Who feels like garbage this morning? Here we go. Here we go. Two hands up here. It's unanimous. One night after the moving of the clock, here we are. Yeah. I was topsy-turvy all night. Same. Just, um, Same. Couldn't get it together. Just never meshed. And uh, don't feel quite, uh, quite up to snuff, quite frankly. <laughs> but here we are. I had a dream I worked at a gas station off a highway somewhere. It was weird. You have a change belt. <laughs> You know, that was my ultimate dream as a, as a youngster to get to wear that change belt. No, but they okay. were showing me around the uh, restaurant part of okay. the uh, gas station. Oh, don't don't turn that on. Oh, okay. <laughs> now you wanted to hear, turn the lights on. Oh, no, no, not that one. <laughs> that may be a look into your future. It may be. Okay. I don't know. I... <laughs> so it's... <laughs> Daylight saving time is here again, and some crimes skyrocket when you spring forward, it says. Researchers looked at data. Thought it was to reduce crime. <laughs> Wasn't that part of it? Because the bad guys were like, oh, well, we haven't done get dark early enough. We can't go out, Frank. That's right. It's not dark yet. <laughs> they looked at data <sighs> from the FBI Crime Data Explorer to compare crime rates during and after DST each year. Results show crime during daylight saving time has been steadily rising since 2017. <laughs> yeah. from, from 2020 to 2021, overall crime incidents during these brighter months jumped from 15,900 to 20,900, an increase of 11%. Jeez. Certain types of crime should you be on the lookout for after turning the clocks forward. Here we go. Most common offenses are impersonation, mm. identity theft, and stolen property. At the opposite end of the spectrum, being the victim of a robbery, having a car stolen, and acts of counterfeiting and forgery are more likely to happen after DST ends, when there's fewer hours of daylight. Despite these findings... The team notes uh, crime during DST is still on the rise. Moreover, households without home security systems are nearly three times more likely to be burglarized. Unfortunately, only 40% of U.S. homeowners say they have a home security system. See, maybe you don't have that one. That seems high. But you got to see, you put that fake cardboard Let's sign in you, your yard. <laughs> You go to a rich neighborhood, you steal their signs. <laughs> Put them in front of your house. House protected by. So that's a 40%. 40% of homes have, that seems high to me. They have security systems. Right. Yeah. It does seem high. Cause does I, it seem I, high? I, do you have a home security? Well, sure I do. Well, yeah, oh yeah, me too. <laughs> It's got six in the chamber. It's ready. My home security system. <laughs> it's powered by Smith & Wesson. 
I don't know. You know, I, that seems <laughs> high. That seems high. So you're thinking around here, less than forty percent. I would homes. imagine, right? It's got to be. And I know it's it's more affordable than ever than to get a little system for your house. I get that. Yeah. But forty percent seems high. Thirty percent, I would. But forty. You have a doorbell thing. You know, you can see people. I kind of want one. Yeah. But we don't have that many people come to the door. <laughs> That's because they know you're protected. That's right. <laughs> but again, this, this this goes back to that was one of the arguments for DST was, oh, it'll reduce crime. And it's like, it's done nothing but the opposite. <laughs> and again, if you're a crook, don't you plan your, your heists accordingly? <sighs> You know, you get a little extra shut eye when <laughs> you start a little later because it's yeah. it's lighter later. Right. So instead of going out at X o'clock, perhaps an hour perhaps later. I'm just tired and grumpy this morning, but can't we just end this? Can't we just stop the insanity? No one wants it. Like, no one wants this. And it's we're getting robbed in the process. <laughs> I think you need to meet later with some of your colleagues and have some coffee and talk about this. Yes. And be good and loud wherever you may be as you talk about this. Yes. And that's all we'll get when we go there. We'll just <laughs> for, get for hours. We'll get a coffee, sit there for hours. <laughs> Old Frank just gets a water. He can't have the caffeine. <laughs> Gives him the rotten gut. And just have an open discussion. Yes. Amongst your colleagues. <laughs> insinuating I'm getting old. <laughs> I, okay, here we go. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this is what I'm saying. All right. With Ring and Simply Safe, you can have a pretty cheap, pretty cheap security system. Just saying. I understand that. I'm not disagreeing. In fact, I'm pretty sure I brought up that point. That that's <laughs> that's absolutely the case. I'm just saying, 40 percent of all U.S. households have a security system. Of all U.S. households have a security system. And maybe they're just, maybe they're including, do you lock your doors? Maybe that's what they're including. I don't know. That's security. But to me, a security system is, you know, that extra layer of alarms, video, whatever. And, you know, I suppose you, uh, and and how many crimes are being There's 124 solved? million okay, 124 US million. households. Yeah, okay. 124 million. So 40% of that is I don't know. <laughs> Again, we don't want to get too deep this early. Sure. Too much mathematics can't function. But 40% does seem high to me too, but um I don't know. But it's really not that great changing time. About everybody I ever talked to, I thought we weren't doing this anymore. <laughs> okay, now I don't know where they were hearing this because I never heard that. Yeah, it was the thing. It was going to be. Now, maybe after this, we won't. Okay, is this it? <laughs> so when, you know, will we, this the final switch? I don't know. And if, you know, if that's the case, we'll still remain in the Eastern time zone. Surely, 
someone out there that knows these things. Okay. Is smarter than us. But I think I have heard that this may have been it. But I had not heard up to this point that we weren't doing it. Oh. There's somebody that may be a self-proclaimed know-it-all. That's right. Someone told me Friday. Oh, there we go. All right. <laughs> that this is the last time we switch. The last one. There you go. <laughs> <clears throat> and there's nothing more accurate than secondhand news. That's true. Okay, so <laughs> Matt will do a little research. I'm sure he'll see if he can come up with something. But um, I don't know. I'm to a point anymore I don't care. <laughs> you know, I, I've been secretly quitting for years, <laughs> and this may be the last time I ever have to deal with it in this capacity as worker. <laughs> okay. There you go. So in March of 2022, all right. So last year, yeah. This a an article from Reuters. U.S. Senate approves bill to make daylight saving time permanent. Okay. U.S. Senate Tuesday passed legislation that would make DST permanent starting in 2023, ending the twice annual changing of clocks and a move promoted by supporters advocating brighter afternoons and more economic activity, but not lower crime. <laughs> the Senate approved the measure. I threw that in. Called the Sunshine. We talked about this. Sunshine Protection Act unanimously uh, <laughs> by voice vote. The House of Representatives, which has held a committee hearing on a matter, must still pass the bill before it can go to the president. So, so it's not been it's not been shipped out yet, right? So it may never really happen. Depends on the mood of everyone involved, you know, and who's going to be there supporting the issue, waving the papers of lower crime. Don't do this. <laughs> So I, I don't know. I just, uh, I did what I was supposed to do. I stayed on schedule. Yeah. And uh, we're okay. Uh, this says, like the wise old person says, only, um, only we will think cutting the end of his blanket and sewing it back on the other end will give him a longer blanket. I changed that around a bit. Yeah. Because as you know. That makes the rounds on social media. Okay. Say I'm not part of that. I know. That's the first time I've ever heard that. Ever. <laughs> oh, I've seen about every okay. every time we, we <laughs> do this. It's on there. So anyway, if it goes through, if it if it's happened since then, this would be the final change. We just won't move. In November. Right. If, if this is what's going on. But it doesn't seem. Okay. So we'll, uh, in the interim, folks, be sure to pled, uh, spread plenty of rumor. Yeah. And uh, make sure you really don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> because you'll make more oh, friends. Oh, here we go. Here okay. we go. Here we go. Another Reuters article, okay? Okay. A push in the U.S. Congress to make daylight saving time permanent, which was unanimously passed okay. by the Senate, has stalled in oh. the House. <laughs> so, oh, they've been able, unable to reach consensus. 
So this probably will not be it. Uh, probably not. We haven't been able to find consensus in the House yet. There's a broad variety of opinions about whether to keep the status quo to move to permanent time. And if so, what time that should be? <laughs> don't they have... <laughs> I don't know. Go back to the rigmarole of yesteryear where each town had their own time. That's right. We set it by the, <laughs> the sun in the sky, baby. It is 6.34. We'll uh, take a break for news. We'll check our weather. We've got some sponsor friends. And we'll be back when we return. Chinese satellites gathering intelligence for Pearl Harbor-style hypersonic missile attack by using green lasers. Oh. So it looks like the Chinese are up to shenanigans wanting to pull another uh, attack on Pearl Harbor. According to this information. Well, a Pearl Harbor style. Yeah. And in fact, it would occur at Pearl Harbor. Oh, according, really? According to this. We'll uh, talk about that when we come back. No, oh, boy. With more tidbits. This is Tidbits. So Monday, the 13th day of the month of March, some still flurries here in Logansport. And 30 degrees. Military experts are warning that China used green lasers fired from satellites to gather intelligence for a surprise hypersonic missile attack on Hawaii. Oh my gosh. The satellite, Daki 1, <laughs> was recorded flashing lasers for a fraction of a second by a live stream camera attached to a telescope on top of a mountain on one of the islands. Questions began to be raised about why the Chinese would feel it necessary to monitor pollution in Hawaii, given the large U.S. military presence there. Hmm. Comes just weeks after the Chinese flew that giant balloon over the U.S., which was widely understood to be a spy tool, even as Beijing claimed it was a civilian weather airship <laughs> Pearl Harbor on Oahu Hawaii remains vital for the US military and the presence of the satellite comes as increased tension is between the US and China experts are warning the Chinese activity could pave the way for a repeat surprise attack on the US tensions Man. have flared between Washington and Beijing over the issue of Taiwan which China believes is a breakaway province and not a sovereign nation. And again, I don't understand all of this really when it comes to this deal with Taiwan. Sure. I just, uh, I, I just don't. And if you say you really comprehend it all, then you, sir, are lying. <laughs> okay. I, I just, I don't get it. Yeah. And, you know, wouldn't that... I don't know. I just can't believe things are that tense. Apparently they are, man. I. Uh, it's scary to think about. Is. I mean, it's really scary to think about. And I hope we can uh, get over this because it's just, I don't know. Here's a guy from Florida. Had to shoot a gator after it attacked his dog. His dog, his name is Winston. <laughs> He let the dog out in the backyard, noticed he was sniffing around. (laughs) 
So he went outside to see what was going on. He saw the gator that was about seven foot long lunge right at the dog, biting down on the side of Winston's head. Oh, no. The man was able to shoot the gator four times in the skull, freeing his dog. So he was obviously strapped when he went outside. (laughs) Yes. This wasn't a run inside, go to the gun safe. Yeah. And I presume he had a pack of cigarettes rolled up in his arm. (laughs) That's the name Winston for the dog. Uh, Winston is a pretty good name for a dog. Is it? I think so. Winston's a pretty good name. Maybe he's a bulldog. Maybe. Winston Churchill. Yeah. A wildlife official came to the home to get rid of the gator. Winston suffered a puncture wound on his ear, but he's doing fine overall. Gosh. Imagine seeing your neighbor in the backyard fire off four rounds. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I guess so. Don't lose your dog. Yeah. Does this sound good to you? Hidden Valley unveiling a new collaboration with Brooklyn-based ice cream parlor Van Lewin. Hidden Valley Ranch ice cream. Ah, no. Will be sold at select Walmarts across the country from March 20th through May 28th. The limited edition pints promise to deliver the savory flavors of ranch, including buttermilk, flavorful herbs, and a touch of sweetness. Would you like this? No. What do you do? Do you just eat that and while you're there, you happen to have some carrots and roll them around in there? I. Along with a ranch flavor. No, you, you, dip your, uh, you dip your pizza rolls in it. Oh, okay. Van Leeuwen is releasing a lineup of new spring flavors sold at Walmart, including sweet maple cornbread, blood okay. orange chocolate chip, uh, carrot cake, okay. strawberry shortcake, All right. honey graham cracker, and lemon cello cake. Now, the carrot cake, strawberry shortcake. Well, lemon shella wouldn't be bad. I don't mind lemon. But ranch? Ugh. Well, I'm sure some folks will eat it. <sighs> Would you try it? I don't, you know, if somebody... I'm not buying it. If someone <laughs> okay. were to buy that, bring it in, and, well, and I, if I'd we had like a, a taste test... What do you do? You just eat it? Yeah. Eat it like ice cream? Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> I, it's not really appealing to me. It doesn't sound appealing at all. By the way, if you've never had pizza rolls dipped in ranch, you're missing out. Okay. It's taste treat. Because they, you know, there for a while they were plugging, delivering ranch with your pizza. Yeah. So, you know, people must be enjoying that. I guess so. Then we've got this phenomenon, a giant seaweed bloom. Maybe headed towards Florida's Gulf Coast, and it's so large it can be seen from outer space. What? The Sargassum Bloom, at around 5,000 miles wide. Oh my gosh. Is twice the width of the United States and is believed to be the largest in history. Drifting between the Atlantic coast of Africa and the Gulf of Mexico, the thick mat of algae can provide habitat for marine life and absorb carbon dioxide. Hmm. However, (laughs) the giant bloom can have disastrous consequences 
as it gets closer to shore. Coral, for instance, can be deprived of sunlight. As the seaweed decomposes, it can release hydrogen sulfide, negatively impacting the air and water, causing respiratory problems for people in the area. One expert explains it. It can block intake valves for things like power plants for desalination plants. uh, Talking about reducing salt. Marinas can get completely inundated and boats can't navigate through it. Oh my gosh. And it's 5,000 miles wide? Yeah. Jeez. It comes as Floridians along the state's southwest coast have complained about burning eyes and breathing trouble. Dead fish have washed up on beaches. Florida's southwest coast experienced a flare-up of toxic red tide algae this week, Mm. setting off concerns that it could continue to stick around for a while. The current bloom started in the month of October. That's a lot of seaweed. That is a lot of seaweed. 5,000 miles. Where did it say it was? Well, it says it's located off of uh, Africa and the Gulf of Mexico, drifting between the Atlantic coast of Africa and the Gulf of Mexico. So, um, that seems like it'd just be, you know, if you were fishing underneath that, for instance, you'd think you'd get a lot of sea creatures. You would think so. (laughs) You know? So, I don't know. Hmm. It's always something. (laughs) Okay? It's just... Always something. Right. Now we got to worry about seaweed. It's crazy. Over 130 people were cited in California Saturday for allegedly purchasing alcohol for minors. A shoulder tap operation took place statewide. A shoulder tap <laughs> operation. Hey, hey, buddy. <laughs> Involving... 44 law enforcement agencies in partnership with the California Department of the Alcoholic Beverage Commission. Say, mister, would you and your buddies buy me and my friends some beer? (laughs) During the operation. We want some slits. (laughs) A minor under the supervision of law enforcement stands outside the liquor store or convenience store and asks customers to buy them alcohol. Say... Now, if an adult agrees <laughs> to purchase alcohol for the underage person, they can be arrested and cited for furnishing alcohol to a minor. Through this method, over 130 were cited for allegedly providing alcoholic beverages to minors. At least nine others were cited for open containers, public intox, DUI, and other crimes. The penalty for furnishing booze to a minor... Minimum $1,000 fine and 24 24 hours of community service. (laughs) Would you do that? No, absolutely not. (laughs) Who on earth decides to do that? Hey, mister. (laughs) Even, you know, I'm sure the kid's probably, hey. Can you do me a solid? (laughs) You can keep the 20. Right. I don't know, but uh, no, I wouldn't do that. Uh, let's see. This, I'm trying to uh, think if ever have I ever even been approached about buying? I don't know if I ever have. I haven't. I don't recall. Yeah, me either. I'm not sure I would. 
I mean, I know I wouldn't now. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure I would. Well, maybe. No, I mean, even even back in the day, he was I'm not a sure nice I kid. Yeah, well, he <laughs> harmless enough. <laughs> this uh, sure had a bit of crazy eye in him, but eh, he's fine. No, I'm just saying, even back then, I don't think I would. Okay. <laughs> this pertaining to March Madness, the fields revealed. Kansas, the number one seed in the West. They'll be looking to become the first team to repeat as national champs since Florida did it in six and seven. Hmm. If accomplished, it'll be the Jayhawks' seventh title win in program history, their third under head coach Bill Self. The other number one seeds, Alabama, Houston, and Purdue. The Boilermakers, boiler up, baby. So Purdue will be a number one seed. The first four battles taking place March 14th and 15th in Dayton which will determine the four teams who will advance to be sacrificed to the 60-14 bracket. That's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah. Hey, we won, fellas. Oh, geez, we got to play them. Yeah. <laughs> First four. Didn't one of those teams knock someone out a few years ago? May have. I, I don't remember. I feel like that happened. Basically, you're a sacrificial lamb. Pretty much. You get to say you went yeah. to the big nans, but... First four will feature Texas A&M Corpus Crispy, uh, Corpus Christi, not Crispy. <laughs> Crispy. <laughs> Southeast Missouri State, that'll be in the south. Mississippi State and Pittsburgh in the Midwest. Arizona State, Nevada in the west. And Texas Southern versus Farley Dickinson in the east. So that's uh, when it... Final four is set for the 1st of April in Houston, where the national champ will be crowned two days later. So basically, we are getting ready for the one of the most like decreased production times and throughout the calendar year. Yeah, we've already lost a day of an hour of sleep. Right. Okay. Now you're going to be paying attention to this. By the way, the Hoosiers picked up a fourth seed, and um, they're in the Midwest. Okay. So um, the rest of it, uh, you can do the research. Of course, the paperwork will be distributed. All for just fun and games. There's no money wagered, folks. No, no. Absolutely not. (laughs) Although, you know, you can legally do it now if you go through a betting parlor. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I don't know if it's still legal for you to create your own pool, but I guess you could, (laughs) you know. What's the harm? What's the harm in doing that? And good luck to you because just looking at the Big Ten alone. Yeah. You know, and how close those teams all were to one another. Mm -hmm. You know, coming out of this. What I think they probably are going to end up with, I've not looked, but I'm thinking they'll have at least eight Big Ten teams. Oh, wow. Perhaps more. Wow. And with that, it's like, and they were all so close. You know, it's like. Yeah. Any given day, it's like... That's nearly half of the Big Ten teams. Because there's 14. (laughs) 14 in the Big Ten. So there you go. Some tidbits, Matthew. Okay. On this Monday. All right. I'll look at the time. We gotta go. See you tomorrow. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.